From the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, I'm your host, AANP President April Kapu, and this is NP Pulse, the voice of the nurse practitioner. Welcome to NP Pulse, AANP's official podcast bringing you unique nurse practitioner voices and expertise on issues that matter to NPs and our patients. Today's episode is very special to me because it corresponds with the launch of an AANP program that is near and dear to my heart. In partnership with curriculum from the George Washington University School of Nursing, I'm pleased to announce that applications for the AANP Executive Leadership Program is open today. The Executive Leadership Program is comprised of two weeks of intense content and ongoing coaching by top experts meant to prepare in peace to take leadership skills to the next level. Training and empowering new nurse practitioner leaders is one of the most important things we can do to ensure that the NP voice is at the table across every healthcare and industry conversation and that future generations of patients have access to the high quality care that NPs provide. Here to share their experiences and unique perspectives, please help me welcome two graduates of the 2021 AANP Executive Leadership Program Cohort, Monica Nanwindi and Doug Smith. Welcome to NP Pulse, Monica and Doug. I am so happy that you have joined us today. So excited to be here. Yes, thanks for having us. It's good to see you again, uh, April, and good to talk with you again, Monica. Yeah, it's so nice to see people we know and, and be able to talk a little bit this morning. And I was just really excited to speak with you both the other day as we talked a little bit more about the, the Leadership Academy. I think the AANP Executive Leadership Program is fantastic, but I hadn't had a chance to really talk to nurse practitioners that had actually been through the program. So when you started telling me a little bit about it, I was really excited. Like, I, I want to go back to this program. It sounds fantastic. So I want to hear a lot about that. But first, I would love for our audience to get to know you a little bit better. You know, Doug, you and I know each other from way back. And then Monica, we really connected um, recently when we were able to talk a little bit before this podcast but I think our listeners would love to hear more about each of you. So um, whichever wants to just jump in and tell a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Sure, so my name's Doug Smith. Um, I graduated nursing school in 2008 and worked in a neuroscience ICU at Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where April and I met. And while I was working there, I completed my MSN and graduated a few years later as an acute care nurse practitioner. And I started work at Grady um, in Atlanta through Emory School of Medicine. Mm -hmm. Since then, I've moved around a bit. But the last six years, I've been a lead advanced practice provider in the ICU with a group called ICC Healthcare at HCA's TriStar Centennial Medical Center. And I also teach in the AG ACMP tracked at Vanderbilt University School of Nursing and will be wrapping up my DMP in the next year or so. Oh, congratulations. So you're almost there. So it's you have been very busy to say the least. 
You've come mm-hmm. a long way since um, we first met back in the neuro ICU. That's, That's wonderful. Okay, well, Monica, tell us a little bit about you. Sure thing. So I am originally from the Philippines, actually, and I moved here close to two decades ago. I was a foreign exchange student. So I came okay. as a foreign exchange student. Um, I actually ha- had gotten into nursing school back in the Philippines and d- deferred for a year so that I could become a foreign exchange student here. Loved it, ended up going to community college and then nursing school in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Eventually went back to get my nurse practitioner degree as a family nurse practitioner. After that, I um, got into a fellowship program for gastroenterology at Johns Hopkins. Mm-hmm. So this was back in 2010 when fellowship programs weren't really that common for um, advanced practice nurses. And so that was really a pivotal part of my career. I worked at Johns Hopkins in outpatient gastroenterology for about six years and then moved to the uh, Northern California in 2016 to be a part of the esophagus center at Stanford Healthcare. And then over the last three years, I transi- transitioned into a leadership role. And so currently my role is about 90% administrative and 10% clinical. And my official title is manager of advanced practice providers. And I support several inpatient as well as outpatient teams. And I run uh, various programs and initiatives. Okay, so both of you are leads are leaders in, in as nurse practitioners now. So you lead nurse practitioner teams in what you do. That's fantastic. Um, so Monica, but you have some other really exciting news. I follow you on LinkedIn. <laughs> so um wonder if you'd share with our audience that news. Yes, absolutely. So I'm very excited. Um, over just two weeks ago, I became a, officially a naturalized American citizen after wow. close to two decades in the country. And so that was really kind of a, a wonderful time. And it's hard to believe, you know, time flies and mm-hmm. it was just, it's wonderful. Well, congratulations. That is a very exciting moment. So congratulations on that too. And you all have been very busy in your practices clinically. You're both engaged with and in, in working with academic medical centers and universities, and you are leading and in, in your areas. And I think that just says a lot about the fact that you're very busy. But both of you um, wanted to partake or, or take part in the in the um, executive leadership program. I, I wonder, I mean, you're already out there doing so much. Um, what, you know, really piqued your interest and why were you interested in, in the leadership program? That's a great question, April. And what really prompted me is that I kind of transitioned from this more seasoned clinician into a novice leader. And when mm-hmm. I learned about the A&P program, I was probably around two years into my leadership role. And I had learned a lot from the leadership within my organization, but I really wanted to learn about advanced practice leadership, advanced practice nursing leadership from Mm -hmm. individuals from other organizations. And it was really interesting to me for A&P to partner with GW and to have this cohort of individuals from all around the country uh, to learn from. And so that was really what sparked my interest. Okay. Yeah, it's... You know, I think that's, you bring up a really good point, Monica. Nurse practitioners are leading in in whatever they do, whether they're practicing full-time clinically, whether they have their own practice, whether they're um, in executive leadership, whether they're in research, whatever that might be, every single NP, every single day, everywhere is leading. 
I think that's, that's, that's number one. But quite often we see in hospitals and health systems that nurse practitioners are fantastic clinical experts. And then they're asked to take on more and more and, and move into leadership roles. And quite often there's clinic, you're a clinical expert, but relatively new at leadership in that type of setting. So there's supervision, there's the financial piece, there's macro systems, um, you know, understanding of what's happening across the systems, how we're all interrelated, all of that starts to come into play. And so you bring up a really good point. It, um, even though you're a clinical expert and fairly seasoned at what you do, you can also, also feel as if you're a novice when you're stepping into a leadership role. Doug, tell us about, you know, what piqued your interest about the leadership program? Yeah, so my current leadership position is more of an informal position, um, but I've worked on some committees and developed plans, and we're going to make it more of a formal position across sort of the enterprise that I work with in the next budget year. So when I saw this program pop up, I was like, oh, this is going to be great sort of training and experience to prepare me for that eventual transition to a more formalized leadership position. I also was looking through the program materials. I was excited about some of the sessions on effective political advocacy, especially mm -hmm. because in Tennessee, we're in the sort of fight, I guess maybe you can call it, to establish full practice authority um, in this legislative session open now. So mm -hmm, uh, I mm -hmm. thought that would also be good information and experience to speak to some of the experts that AAMP has in the political realm as well. Wow. Okay. So, well, walk me through. So I, you know, not everybody knows about the leadership program. So you, you, your interest was piqued. Um, you, I imagine went online to look at it a little bit more and, and we'll make sure that our viewers are able to have the link readily accessible with the podcast. But um, tell us, so exactly how does it work? So do you, do you have to take some courses? Um, do you just automatically go to the GW? Uh, kind of how does the whole program work? So Monica, you want to take that one? Kind of step us through? Sure. Um, so that's a, another really great question for any listeners that might be interested. So for elig eligibility for the program, you do need to be an ANP member with, I believe, at least a year of continuous membership. Okay. And there was a course that we had to sign up for and complete. It was a 12-module prerequisite course taught by a few of the instructors who taught the ANP executive leadership program itself. Okay. And there was also a requirement that uh, you had to be practicing as, as an NP, but I believe it was for a year or so. Mm-hmm. And then there was a formal application process where you had to submit your CV. There were um, essays, uh, essay questions that you had to fill out, as well as uh, letters of support from two individuals, including one from your supervisor. The program itself was uh, two weeks long. So initially, the plan was for half of it to be virtual and half of it of it in person, but as we know over the right. last two years, a lot, <laughs> a lot has changed. Right. Um, and so it was about a two week commitment. And in between those uh, two weeks, it was um, split between the first week was in April and the second week was in June. And then in May, we just had half a day where we, we met as a group to discuss um, some of the reading that we had been doing. Right, right. And I, I had the great opportunity to um, meet with 
some of your cohort the other night, we were able to go to dinner and they were all just so, so um, positive and upbeat about the, about the program. And so I know we'll be placing a link to this 12 module course that you, you mentioned, as well as the application um, with our podcast episode. But Doug, tell us a little bit, when you say the 12 modules, tell us a little bit more. What, can you give us a few examples of what these modules are? Yeah, so I think the modules Monica's referring to is uh, part of AANP's online CME repository. And it's mm -hmm, like a, mm -hmm. I think you come out with what that's, they phrase it, an introductory leadership certificate. And I got a lot of information just from that course. Um, and then the, uh, the program itself was just sort of lectures and discussions uh, with the group and with experts in the field, along with some sort of uh, leadership simulations. And uh, I really got a lot out of the small group discussions where you could problem solve real things in discussion with other leaders. That's great. And so if I am getting the numbers right, it was just shy of 400 individuals or nurse practitioners that actually took part in the in the initial course. And then um, they could all apply for the for the GW program, which you described as the the two week program. And um, there were only 14 that were accepted to that. And I think ultimately there were a couple that couldn't go ultimately. And then, so it's a, a relatively small class that actually gets to go to the GW um, program. And so you're selected to do that. So you both were selected out of a big number of nurse practitioners to attend the GW piece. And um, Monica, you'd said it's two, two weeks, but these are two long weeks. This is a legitimate, um, really, it's like a fellowship to some degree where you um, are there, you know, you're taking part all day long for these two weeks. So that must have been interesting. It's all online now because of the pandemic. So it was all via Zoom. Um, so did you feel like you missed out because you weren't in person or did you feel that you got the full experience uh, via Zoom? You know, I'll be honest, in the beginning when I heard that it was going to be all via Zoom, you, I was a little disappointed, but it was so wonderfully and phenomenally organized that quite honestly, it was amazing to me. It would was not uncommon at the end of the day when we would say, wow, you know, how, how has it been seven to eight hours that we've been on Zoom and breakout sessions? How is the day over? How is the week over? And time oh, just wow. flies because the conversation was so rich. The instructors were so engaging. The the you know the individuals and the eight, the uh, nurse practitioners in the group were all really vulnerable and willing to share their experiences, their ideas, their thoughts. So it was it was um, you know I'm I'm sure if we were in person it would have been even more amazing. But I don't think the virtual component of it took took away from the experience. Well, and you had practice leaders. You had. Um, researchers. I mean, you had a whole a, a balance of, of nurse practitioners doing very different things and leading in very different spaces. So, Doug, what did you think about it all being online? I'll echo the sentiment of a bit of disappointment when it moved to all virtual. Um, I think originally it was planned to line up with the national conference. So that was going to be sort of cool to get to do this a few days ahead of time and then go to some sessions afterwards just for general CME. But um, 
it really the way it played out and worked it was it was wonderful uh you didn't really feel like you had sat in a chair for eight hours on zoom all day it really felt interactive and the scheduling and the breaks that were provided all worked out pretty well um, and it was a great time i think if i was going to give uh, a tip to anybody applying for the future cohorts is that mm -hmm. the essays for the application do take some time i personally mm -hmm. am a bit of a procrastinator so it was a rush to get those completed for me but just make sure that you leave time to get those completed well, you must have written an excellent ex essay because you all um, were able to be part of the program. And I can see why, uh, having met everyone that was um, part of this particular cohort, I can see why you were selected. I mean, you're all so talented and um, bring so much um, to the program. And then, uh, so tell us a little bit about, were there any particular topics that you discussed in the program, either in the 12 modules leading up or in the actual GW. And, and let me say, when we keep saying GW, we're talking about George Washington University. So this is a port partnership between the American Association of Nurse Practitioners and George Washington University and their very esteemed faculty. And these are faculty that have been teaching in leadership for years. They're, they're very accomplished uh, leaders um, in, in academia and in clinical practice and in so many different areas. And they're really taking their expertise and giving back through this program. So I wanted to make sure we kept saying GW that our listeners all knew uh, that this was a partnership with George Washington because they've just been phenomenal. So are there some topics that that were brought up in the course that particularly stood out to you? Are you very meaningful? Are you learned from um, quite a bit that you'd want to tell us a little bit about? I thought there were so many um, topics and sessions that uh, for me sort of focused on learning to be vulnerable and sort of self-reflective. Um, I got a lot from those sessions, but the ones that I look back on and think, man, I'm so glad that I got to participate in this were uh, probably the Mount Everest leadership simulation, uh, sort okay. of almost like a game where you're putting leadership in into practice in a simulation environment. And so I thought that was really cool. And then I'm sort of a closet uh, financial budgeter. And so there was a couple of sessions on healthcare finance and things mm -hmm. like that that I uh, found interesting just from my own personal background. But then as a nurse practitioner, that's not an area of focus that you're prepared on when you go through school. So moving into right. leadership positions, it sort of helped me develop some basis of language to communicate with people that have MBAs or uh, leadership position experience, things like that. It just helped me be able to translate my thoughts sort of more into their language. That's great. So the finance course um, was particularly something that you enjoyed. Tell me a little bit more about this Mount Everest, um, Doug and Monica, because I heard a little bit about that at the the dinner the other night. So, what is this Mount Everest um, program? It was it was part of a particular topic, right? You're all working together. And um, so tell us a little bit more about the Mount Everest piece. <laughs> it was an adventure, <laughs> for <Okay>. sure. <laughs> so every uh, we were broken out into groups, and then each group had 
individuals in the group had different roles. So there was a team leader, there was someone who was in charge of the weather, there was someone who was in charge of uh, like the medic, I forget all the roles, but Mm -hmm. each team member had a specific role and each team member would be given specific information that they needed to make decisions with based on their role. But that information was not necessarily privy to everyone else. So it's kind of balancing the needs and opinions and um, wants of everybody in the team and really trying to navigate this, you know, harsh environment of what is right. climbing Mount, Mount Everest. Everest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, so- that sounds like a lot of fun. So a lot of team building, ability to step up and lead, employing a lot of the skills that you had learned as a result of the leadership courses and the intensive there. Another part of the program that I found uh, particularly insightful and and helpful, especially in the COVID times, was the, uh, for two of the sessions, we had sort of a mental health nurse practitioner expert come in and speak to us about burnout and how to care for ourselves and our group as leaders uh, during the, the COVID times and how stressful that's been for us as nurse practitioners. Yeah, I I bet that was really helpful and really helpful because it can be quite stressful um, as a nurse practitioner practicing, but also as a leader, it's very stressful during these times. So I bet that was super helpful. I will say that a resource that was really valuable for me was the ethicist who came in and gave a lecture. And the follow up to that was when we had our second week, we each had to submit an ethical dilemma that we encountered or experienced. And I submitted mm-hmm. one that had been weighing heavily on me and it was so helpful and it felt like a weight lifted to have the team, the group, as well as the ethicist walk through that ethical dilemma. And that was just mm-hmm. really valuable and so wonderful. And I'm glad that they included that because as I can imagine, many of us face ethical challenges in our day-to-day work. Every day. So that was helpful because you were able to apply real life situations that you were experiencing um, to and, and apply these different concepts and get that real time coaching during the moment. So that sounds neat. That sounds very interesting and exciting. I, I actually, um, we just recently had our fall conference and, and I, I noticed there were several people going through those initial courses uh, themselves, and they seem to be really enjoying it and feeling like that that was really helping them in terms of developing themselves as a leader and then overall contributing to just professional growth and development. I mean, we're just sponges and we just continue to absorb knowledge and how can this help improve us personally, professionally, and then certainly as leaders um, in healthcare. So um, tell me just... Aside from the topics of the course, was there anything that impacted you the most? I mean, like, what was your just favorite part of the whole experience? I think for me, one of the most uh, things that has sort of been impactful beyond this is just the networking in the group and getting to have this 12 or 13 people, however many it ended up being, that you can just, we have a, a group me where we just are always bouncing ideas off each other or sharing difficulties we've had at work. And just to have a place of nurse practitioners where you can go to for support uh, and people that are familiar with your role. Um, the other thing I sort of took away from it was one of the faculty, Loretta, was insistent that we take time away for ourselves to free think and journal and just 
give ourselves some protected time to, to think about the needs of your organization and your personal needs. And so that's been really impactful for me to sort of make space on the calendar to have that time to free think and, and journal. And that's very important. And oftentimes we don't, we say we don't have time for that, or we don't see the utility in it. And um, so taking a moment to really think through and journal can be very impactful, very powerful. If you, as you look back and you read what you've written um, over time, it's, it's, you're really writing your own history and you're learning from your own reflections about you, Monica. You know, I would definitely agree with Doug. It's been so amazing to have this network of nurse practitioners all over the country who we can kind of rely on and is our safe space when we have something that comes up and we have a question or a challenge that we're facing just to bounce ideas off of. And it's such a supportive group. Additionally, I will say that I still refer back to the notes from the two weeks of sessions that we've had whenever I have a challenge that I'm conf confronted with. And the biggest takeaway for me from this, um, this executive leadership course has really been to lead authentically um, mm -hmm. and to lead from my values. And that has been something whenever I'm faced with a decision, I kind of step back and say, okay, does this decision align with what is important to me? And am, am I making the right decision that is in line with the values that I have. So that kind of authentic leadership and alignment of actions and words with values and beliefs, not only in our professional roles, but even in our personal lives has really been impactful. I think that you bring up a very good point. The whole concept of authentic leadership, I think that is incredibly important as we lead in these times in particular. So that's very, very neat. And then you also mentioned um, coaching sessions. Both of you've mentioned coaching sessions. What what are these coaching sessions? Um, what is, what what is what does that entail? We were sort of paired up with some of the faculty from GW um, into and got a couple of sessions of executive coaching. So I think that was sort of different depending on what each individual needed. Mm -hmm. In my uh, sessions, we sort of brainstormed about a problem I was having at work with some scheduling and uh, we sort of developed and tweaked a survey that I could send out to my uh, group and then we on my second session discussed the results of that survey and sort of how to move forward and it was very nice for me to have someone with much more leadership experience on how to ask some of the questions and and then turn around and give the answers and feedback to my leaders on how to get what the group needed sort of set in process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Monica, what did you think about the coaching sessions? Similar to Doug, I would say it was really valuable for me. We, as he mentioned, we each had uh, two sessions about an hour each, and it was actually very timely for me as I had been navigating a few challenges and it was really helpful to be able to kind of confidentially speak with someone who has, uh, you know, this vast experience. Um, and it was helpful to get that objective insight as to how to navigate the challenges. Mm -hmm. So it was really helpful to have, you know, someone externally looking and giving you feedback and helping you build awareness of things that you're doing well, and perhaps things that you could do better. So just providing that guidance was really, really valuable. Wow, that I mean, that right there just seems worth it in itself, the executive coaching sessions. And 
um, to be able to just be in a vulnerable space and to learn more about yourself and get some guidance um, that's coming from a very good place. And so, so interesting. So you started out with the 12 courses, you applied for the, the, the two week, um, really intensive, just lots and lots of hours of focused leadership development. You had the teaching and the, the coaching sessions, but what's really interesting is just in talking to you today, you can see it was much more, you were reading, you were learning, then you were beginning to interact and then you were getting to know one of one another better. You were learning more about yourself. Um, you were getting some good guidance, but now it seems like you're still almost engaged in the leadership program because you're still texting and calling and interacting with one another every day, just about different things that are coming up. And you're leading much more effectively as, as just come, that's already come out in, in how you've been sharing your story. And then I'm imagining you're probably going to mentor the next leadership cohort that comes through. It seems like you're just continuing um, the whole leadership growth. It's just propelled you into kind of perpetual learning and growing as a leader going forward. So it just, it does feel like it was effective. And it wasn't just a one-time, one-stop shop that it's something that's going to be with you as you move forward into your careers. So speaking of your careers, I would love to know, where are you going from here? Like, what, what's your next step in your career? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch both of you um, and, and where you're going from, from this point. So Monica, why don't we start with you? What, what's your next step? So, you know, April, I'm very passionate about patient care, but I'm also equal, equally passionate about nurse practitioner leadership. And so for me, the, the perfect role is being able to balance both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do hope, as you mentioned, to be able to support my advanced practice provider, nurse practitioner colleagues, as well as the future of nurse practitioner leadership. And it's amazing, as you alluded to, nurse practitioner is one of the fastest growing professions in the country. If you look at mm-hmm. the uh, you know, data from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, it's really, I think it's the sec- second fastest growing profession. And as you mentioned, more and more leadership roles are opening up to nurse practitioners. And through programs such as this, I, I really think that it is a great way to prepare the next generation and I would love to be a part of, you know, mentoring and supporting um, future leaders. That's great. That's great. And Doug, where are you going? Well, so one place that I've gone because of this program uh, was to apply for the co-chair for the acute care community at AANP. Okay. I think the leadership program really sort of empowered me to realize that, you know, I am a leader. I do have some value that I can give back. And so this was one way that I identified that I could participate in leadership. And so for me, um, you know, wherever my formal leadership position ends up in my clinical role, I think there will always be a space for for me where I want to be in the professional organizations to grow the nurse practitioner role sort of beyond just what we do at the bedside in political advocacy and uh, leadership through organizations. Well, both of you are definitely giving back to our association. This is a membership association. It's our professional home as nurse practitioners. We have lots and lots of members and and we come together just for this very purpose so that we can support one another. And whether that be through practice, education, research, 
advocacy, as you say, or or leadership in, in a program like this, um, we are really here uh, for one another. And Doug, you mentioned the communities, the specialty practice groups, and you um, co-lead uh, one of the biggest communities, the acute care community. And I think the communities are, are hugely important to us as a whole because AANP, there are vast um, different types of practices out there. There are lots of different types of practicing nurse practitioners. And to truly be a professional home for all, we really need to have those smaller groups that can get together and talk about their particular patient population or particular interest. And that's what the communities uh, provide. So thank you for what you're doing, um, co-chairing a very big community, the acute care community. And I already know just in our talking that you've already reached out to the other communities and you're trying to coordinate a little bit more uh, partnership among the communities. So I you can definitely see how your leadership skill and your style is really coming forward and really helping to support the mission and the work and what we're trying to do as an organization together. So thank you so much uh, for your time today. I have just really enjoyed talking to both of you. I am so looking forward to following you throughout your career. I'm so glad that you chose to be nurse practitioners. You're going to influence so many other nurse practitioners. And at the end of the day, I think that's the biggest uh, thing that you can do is influence other nurse practitioners as well as continue to provide excellent patient care, which is what nurse practitioners are doing each and every day everywhere. So thank you, Doug and Monica. It's been so nice to spend a little bit of time with you today. Thank you, April. Thank you, Doug. Yes. Thank you for having us. Good to see you again, Monica. Thank you, Monica and Doug. It's so exciting to see the enthusiasm and passion of our future AANP and NP leaders. To those listening, if you're interested in applying to the AANP Executive Leadership Program, please follow the link in this episode's description on whichever platform you're listening. Visit the informational page today and read through the application requirements to ensure you have time to complete the necessary prerequisites. Please subscribe to this podcast, share with your colleagues, and check back regularly for new episodes. And as always, be kind, be safe, be effective, and be the voice of the nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm.